I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. Now in the last episode, I had a bit of a Q&A session. So I went through a load of questions that I'd been asked over the last month and I answered those questions and there was one particular question where I started to talk about business. And I think the question was something on the lines of, if you could speak to your younger self and give them advice, what would you say uh, with regards to my, my career? And I started to talk about how I would learn business earlier. And if you haven't listened to the episode, I said something along the lines of, you know, most of my time, my money was was spent trying to be the best trainer I could be, the best coach, the most knowledgeable and experienced trainer and coach I could be. Workshops, you know, courses, qualifications, e-learning, degree, masters, etc. All of that stuff. And I have no regrets over that at all because it, it certainly has made me the person I am today. And, you know, give me the knowledge and the confidence that I have today. So I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't not do any of that. But what I would have done is allowed a bit of time to learn how to run a business earlier on. I learned that later down the line after, uh, you know, making a few mistakes and having a slow start with things. So that's what I would say to my younger self. And I, the reason I, I wanted to create this episode today is because I, I, I didn't really go into the detail of the business side in the last episode because I would have gone off on one for ages. So that's what this episode is for. So now, before I begin... I always talk about like how to build a successful business and that word success probably has multiple meanings for different people and I've always kind of had three metrics for it myself. So this to me, to measure my own career success, now I'm not talking about success as a person because we have multiple roles, you know, you can be a successful dad but not necessarily successful in the workplace you know you could be a successful athlete but you could be a terrible dad and you know not do do anything else particularly in your life other than being a successful athlete so I'm talking about specifically being a successful fitness business owner now this is my metric and you can adopt it you can have your own doesn't really matter but this is just what I'm talking about so for me it's making good money doing what you love so that's one metric so if you can run a business that makes you good money and you love it, well, that's definitely, for me, that's definitely a good metric to measure measure success. Because money is important. You know, you hear people say all the time that money doesn't buy happiness. Well, I, I mean, it, it it's, it's not quite as straightforward as that because... If you talk to somebody that's homeless right now, you know, sleeping under Brighton Pier, freezing, and you say money's not going to buy them some happiness, well, that's 
that's nonsense, isn't it? Of course it is. It's going to buy them some warmth. It's going to buy them some food. Um, it's going to buy them shelter. So money buys a degree of happiness or certain aspects that will help you live a happier life. I think we can all agree that for sure. Now, often people say, oh, money doesn't buy happiness because they've got a load of money and they're not happy or they chased after money and they still weren't happy. So I get that. But you know, happiness is made up of tons of things, isn't it? And then one of the things I think for happiness is freedom from stresses and worries. And people can have financial stress and financial stress is horrible. It's crippling. It's not nice. So making good money is going to contribute towards living a good life, a happy life. Because it's it means you can do nice things. It means you're, you know, I've got a family. It means when they come home with that letter about a school trip, they can go on it. We don't have to disappoint them and say, I'm sorry, but we just haven't got the money for that. You know, when you have a bill come in and the energy costs have gone up, you can pay that bill instead of going, oh my God, I don't know where we're going to get the money from. We're going to have to borrow some money. We're in trouble. We're going to have to turn the heating off. We're going to get cold, you know. So based on that, money is important. So making good money. Now, it, 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 we, we, have to, we have to be honest about this. Um, okay, now I don't want you to think I'm this cutthroat business person. That's all I think about is money. I don't. That's not, not true at all. And you'll, you'll realize this, hopefully, when you listen to the rest of this episode. But we do need to consider it. We live in a society, a you know, capitalist society, that tends to favour people that have a bit of money. So it does help. Um, I can give you tons of more examples where money helps, but I think you get the point. <laughs> now, let's say you're doing a job and you're making a fortune, but you hate the job. You hate it. Then that's not, to me, that's not success because you hate what you do. And, you know, you can't, you can't go through your whole life turning up every day, for several hours of a day, doing something you detest even if you're getting great money, because most of that money is going to be spent on trying to repair your poor physical mental health, I should imagine. Um, But it's just, it's just not a good life, is it? And you're not going to look back on that life and go, oh yeah, that was a great life. You know, I've got a million pounds in the bank now. Um, I hated my job, absolutely detested it, but I have got a million pounds in the bank. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, does it? It's irrelevant. So this is the thing. And I remember listening to, um, uh, no, I read, sorry, years ago, a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. And Tim Ferriss, who you've probably heard of, you may or may not have heard of, he said that, you know, he could gone on and made millions of pounds like his his friends did. He went to the same, I think he went to Harvard. and um, But he chose to work a lot less hours so that he had time to have a really good life and still make Good money, not amazing money compared to his mates, but good money. But doing stuff he liked doing, outsources all outsourcing all the stuff he hated doing, and doing stuff he liked doing. So that's a good metric for me: making good money, doing what you love. Uh, now the other one is is living a fantastic lifestyle, and that's going to be really subjective. So again, let's say you you love what you do, uh, you're making good money but you're working every hour under the sun or you're working loads of evenings, you always work on weekends, so you don't have time to spend with your family, so you can't be present in your, you know, present enough in your children's lives. 
you're not there for your partner as much as you would like to be you know you're not you're not able to go away and do your your, your little date weekends with your other half and you you, you think oh god when was the last time i went and saw my parents or when was the last time i you know saw any other members of my family so no, it might be. You listen to this going, well, I don't care about any of that. None of that's important. And that's okay. So you don't need to use that as your metric. But for me, like, for me, living a fantastic lifestyle is being able to pick my children up from school, you know, sometimes. Not necessarily every day, but I, I want to be present. I want to be able to do those things, dropping them off, go to the parents' evenings, go to the sports days, um, go to the nativity plays, um you know, go on date nights, went on one last night, <laughs> little comedy night, loved it, you know, do the Airbnbs, drop in and see my folks, see my friends, that's really important, and I think I'm going to be on my deathbed, looking back, going, yeah, don't have any regrets there, found time for a lot of people that were important to me, and look, let's be, let's be clear, a good life is really about the quality of the relationships you have, the people you have around you. I went to um, I went to a funeral a while back, and uh, this guy said at the funeral, he said um, that he was at university, and when he graduated, they they wheeled out this old lecturer who's in his nineties, and uh, and they thought, oh god, what's this guy going to talk about? And he apparently he, he lifted up his hand, his bony finger, and started pointing at everyone and saying, the, 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 the most important thing in your life is the quality of the relationships that you build along the way. And when you're old like me, and you look back over your life, that's the important stuff that you're going to remember. And uh, it was a great story. I've shortened it and <laughs> given it my slight interpretation, I suppose. But um, I remember walking away from the funeral going, wow, that's the most poignant kind of message I've ever listened to at a funeral. And uh, and I thought, God, that's so true. Like you could spend your whole life making tons of money and just thinking about you and having this great job. But actually, what about everything around that? You're not just a business owner. You're also, oh, for me, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a son, I'm a friend, you know. I'm a brother. That's got to be important too. Okay. And then finally, like the third metric that I measure fitness business success by is, you know, are you providing a an excellent service, a five-star service that changes people's lives? And um, again, you know, you can be making loads of money, loving what you do, living a great lifestyle. But if you've got a load of unhappy customers that, don't like what you do and, and and feel like you are just fleecing them then i don't i don't see how you can truly be happy i mean i personally don't think don't consider that to be successful i consider that to be um exactly what i just said fleecing people but i don't think you're going to feel good about that because it won't be meaningful work you know meaningful work that helps people enrich their life you know change their life have a better life you want to make sure that since your business came into somebody's life, their life has now been better for it, not worse. So that's another great metric is, you know, providing an excellent service that changes people's lives. So that's the three there. Now, something 
that also came up in the last episode was, you know, if I talk to my younger self, what would I say you need to work on? You know, what could you do? And I said, obviously, work on the business side of things. And, you know, I've just given you three metrics for measuring business success, but the way to work on those metrics to get better at them for me is covering three elements of your business so we've just had three metrics now we're going to look at three three kind of drivers now drivers towards fitness business success so things that are going to push you towards those those metrics and that is sales systems and service okay so they're the three and when i'm when I'm working on my business, so obviously working in my business does some of this, but working on it, so sitting back going, right, how am I gonna develop my business and take things further forward? I can tackle one of those three, can't I? Some of them overlap, but I'm gonna tackle one of those three. Now, if I did an audit on your fitness business, so I, as a, uh, we have a, we have a, a business course, uh, it's, in, it's part of our advanced package, it's part of our elite package, it's called Bulletproof Business. And one of the things you do within that is you do an audit, you know, and that's for those people that have already started their business. If you're just starting from scratch, you just work your way through our business launch pad that guides you step by step what to do. If you've already got one, you can do a business audit. It's like doing a, a fitness test for your business. It's quite cool. And it'll ask you a load of questions. And it might be that actually you've got some pretty good systems in place and your service is, is pretty good. But the main issue is you don't do anything about your sales. You're doing nothing, nothing to develop sales. You're not doing anything active to get more customers. So that's the sales side of it. Now it's rare, like tradies, tradies are probably like one of the exceptions where they just build up a client base based on referrals and recommendations. And that's obviously part of sales is referrals and recommendations. And they probably do things like checker trade and stuff. But as a personal trainer, you know, online coach, whatever you decide to become, you you can't you can't really do that. You can't build a busy, sort of full uh, jam-packed business with enough work that helps you achieve those three metrics we talked about just through word of mouth. Word of mouth is important, don't get me wrong, it's really important, but you do have to actively seek out more customers. So um, so that's what you do need to work on your sales. And sales, I mean, I can go into, that'd be a whole podcast in itself, is how do you develop sales? But it's looking at things like attracting customers. So where are you gonna attract your customers from? You know, lots of different ways you can do that. You can get in front of your target audience and talk to them at conferences, you know, cafes, um, whatever, whatever. Just think about where do my customers go? How can I get in front of them and talk to them? How can I help them solve their problem? And then you have call to actions. You know, if you liked what I talked about today, get in contact, fill out this form. Let's have a chat one to one. You know, maybe come to my program. So you've got different ways you can attract customers: websites, social media, um, networking events, um, Google ads, paid. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and there's so many different ways. So, you know, one of the fun things of running a business is actually sitting down with a friend or a family member and doing some mind mapping and just going, right, think of every way I can attract new customers. Then you look at, okay, 
So this is how I attract them. Now I need, I need a, like a, a lead magnet, something that, that encourages them to take that next step. So that could be the, a free personal training taster, a free consultation. Um, you might create a little online course that they can do at home just to get to know you, see what you're about, where you give them some free help, some free information, something they can do from home. So that, that's free. So that's your lead magnet. That's something that gives people a little little chance to get to know you and what you're about without having to invest any money at all. Because we don't want to splash out on things that are unsure. So you create something like a lead magnet. Then you can create what's called, and it's a marketing term, something like a tripwire. If you want, you don't have to do this, but this is one step you can do. You can do a tripwire. So this is now a low-cost product. So it could be, look, come to my group exercise class. It's only, you know, seven pounds, wherever it may be. See if you like it. If you do like it, then you can join, and it's this much per month. Or you can move on to group personal training, or you can move on to one-to-one -one personal training. It might be that you give you know you sell somebody uh, a month subscription to your your personal training your online personal training so they just something that's low cost relatively affordable gives them a little taster and then you can another marketing term is upsell is then upsell them to the to the core product now your core product is what is it that you really want everyone to purchase? What do you want people to buy? And that's normally like, it might be your 12 week program. Like for us at Storm Fitness Academy, we, we actually have three. We have like our standard package, our advanced package and our elite package. That's what we want people to, to join on to because that's what's gonna get them the results they want. That's gonna get them the career they, they want. Obviously our elite's the best one because that's gonna get them qualified to level four status. It's going to give them access to the business course, um, so it's going to give them. It's going to give them a lot more. It's going to, for the extra investment. Apart from that, there's much more savings. The extra investment is going to guarantee them more success down the line. And you will create a core product that does the same. You might have tiers like I've got, where one is like your entry level. You know, this will this will get you a result, but hasn't got everything in there that you, you might need. Whereas this one, all singing, all dancing, it, it will tackle everything. And some people want that. You know, I'm one of those people that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. So I'm going to go with probably the most expensive. That's that's who I am. I don't I don't I don't dick around with these things. I want to make sure I do it well. If it's something I want. So there we go. So you know that you want to have some good lead magnets. You want to have um, maybe maybe a trip wire. Consider around with a trip wire, and you want to develop your core product, which could be a 12 month program. Sorry, 12-week program is quite typical. Um, now, you then need a way to kind of nurture that um, that lead, as it were. Um, and that might be that you do that via uh, automated emails that go out. Just, you know, little reminders of why you are so good at what you do. Like, here's some social proof. Here's some other people I've helped. Because people are, they're searching around. They're trying to think, like, who... Who can best service my needs, and 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 are they who they say they are? Because you know there's a bit of there's a bit of concern, isn't there, when you look online? Like, are these people the real deal? So you need to show that showcase, like, oh look, there's real life videos of actual people. It's unlikely they've hired a load of actors <laughs> to create these live videos. 
Now, obviously, if you just see on the website just written statements and a name, I mean, anyone can do that. So you probably do want to look at videos. Um, you want to look at things like uh, Google reviews are great. Uh, we've got 100, and, last time I checked, we've got 129 five-star Google reviews. Um, we can't fake that. Like, I don't know how you'd go about collating five fake five-star Google reviews. And not only that, like when you read the detail, that's quite important. Because you might be like, well, they've got 129 five-star Google reviews, but it might be that those customers all had a similar sort of need and that need got addressed. My need's different. So that's where you go into the Google reviews and you actually read the details. So ours will be like amazing support. John was so helpful. George was great. Whenever I needed something, I just had to ask and they get back to me really quickly. I'd never had to wait very long. So if that stuff's important, then that's going to resonate with that type of customer. And that's the thing about sales actually is, sales is as much attracting people that you want and detracting, is that is that the right word? Detracting, detracting. Putting off people you don't want basically, um, because that's important too. You don't want people, slipping through the net and coming into your program that just aren't right for you they're not a good fit it's not good for you and it's not good for them so you want to kind of put those guys off you know signpost them somewhere else so that's your sales um so where are we up to we've done we've talked about attracting customers we've talked about lead magnets tripwires developing a core product you can develop some add-ons as well if you want to you know do you want to include that with it you know do you want the nutrition training do you want this and the other that what that does is that helps to build your average sale per transaction. So it might be that you look at everything you do over a year and you find that you're only ever selling this low cost product. So increase the price of it or add something on or whatever. I think McDonald's, they um terrible example we use on a on a fitness podcast, but McDonald's, when they ask that question, do you want to supersize that? Um, it 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 some it like increased their profits by like thirty three percent or something ridiculous, just by asking that question, and you get it at Starbucks, don't you? When you're at Starbucks getting a coffee, do you uh do you want any of these uh cakes and things? No, I don't. <laughs> try not to uh try not to eat that stuff. Um, but it, it, it's 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 um it's a good lesson to learn. I think if you don't ask, you don't get. And as fitness professionals, you probably want to adopt that. Is would you also like to add that on? Would you like this too? Just ask the question. And uh, if you've got a service that you're proud of that you know is going to help somebody, you won't be afraid to ask that question because you're basically saying, would you like an opportunity to get even better results? Um, so that's important. Okay, I, I mean, sales is a, you know, we go into a lot of detail on our on our Bulletproof business course on this that gives you ideas and you know, even things like scripts, developing scripts, how to talk to customers over the phone, face-to-face, contact forms, getting information, uh, thorough contact forms, fast-track contact forms, how to automate this stuff. So that's all in the course, but you get the general gist anyway. You've got to work on your sales and try to get rid of this icky feeling of like that classic salesperson, like the, you know, the old-school car salesperson or the door-to-door salesperson. You're not doing that. You're just you're just working out what your target customers' needs are, what result they want, and how your business will help them get that result. And showcasing people that have got that result 
from going through your program. So you're just looking at different ways of, of doing that. That's how you develop your sales in a nutshell. Okay, uh, let's move on to systems. Now, I would argue, well, no, actually, I was going to say this is my favorite part of the three, but no, service is my favorite, but I like systems too. Now, my love of systems has probably come from my disdain <laughs> of admin and um, doing boring things. So if, you, if, if you've got a business where someone says, if I give you 10 new customers tomorrow, can you handle that? If your answer is uh, no, I, I haven't really got the time to, to suddenly squeeze in 10 more customers, you need to work on your systems. And your systems will help you live that fantastic lifestyle we talked about before. Yes, it's linked to income as well because it frees up time. But it means if you've got systems that are doing a lot of the boring stuff for you, you'll enjoy your job more because you're not doing the boring stuff. You're doing the fun stuff. So you will enjoy that. So systems are great. And systems mean that you consistently deliver a good service. You don't have to, you do, there's never that danger of you treating every customer different because everyone's going through the same system. So you've got the automations, you've got everything, the same messaging going out. Really important. And um, what, what has been amazing for me for working on my systems, I mean, I've used different things over the, over the years. So, um, Basically, it's, it's learning tech. So I've, I've, I've used all the different Google applications. I'm quite good at using all of those now. Um, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm okay with recording and video editing and using things like Canva and stuff to create graphics. Um, but I would say of all the systems that I've used, my favorite and the most powerful one that I've used to date is Active Campaign. That's been a bit of a game changer for me for operating my business. Active campaign and uh, and and the and the way that interacts with things like Thinkific, where we host a lot of our our e-learning. Um, so there's you know there's there's lots of things there. And um, those people that do our bulletproof business course, they get taught a lot of those systems and you know how i use them and and then look they are it sounds over the top but they are life-changing systems really because for you to keep turning up every day and doing your job and being excited and motivated to do it you've got to you've got to get rid of the boring crap (laughs) and constantly writing the same emails again and again and again and writing the same messages again and again and again and that is boring you know so get systems to do that so we've got sales, we've got systems. Finally, the third one is service. And this is always going to be the fun bit, isn't it? Like I would have thought anyway. Um, sales is financially rewarding, but service is, is, is rewarding for obviously different ways, helping customers. Now, if, if I did work for an organization, although I'd probably be quite good now at working in the sales department, I guess, I wouldn't want to. My passion would be like, well, it'd be between the systems and the service. If they were like, John, your role is to make the service better, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be juicy. This is all going to be about talking to the customer, getting to know the customer really, really well, finding out what their needs are, finding out like when they're going through your program. So say you you help um, postnatal mums 
feel fit and healthy again. You would get a really good dialogue going with these these ladies and talk to them loads and find out what has been the biggest challenge for them, um, what what would they like, what how would they like to see their life develop, how would they like to feel in the future, um, what problems they face day to day, what are their challenges. So you just, it's basically service is all about getting to know your customer really, really well and what are their needs. And then creating the services that, that deliver that. And then obviously you're already in operation. If you've got a business, you're already in operation. You find out from your customer what are the bits about our business that you like. And you'll see this stuff anyway, like in your Google reviews. But you wanna you wanna give you wanna give them an opportunity to voice what they think. And we we obviously we do evaluation forms. Every course you complete evaluation form at the end. It's short, there's not not too many questions, but we can get enough information from that evaluation form to then know what we need to develop as a business. But the stuff that people say that they like, you do that consistently, you do more of it, you ramp it up, you know, you this is obviously important to people. They felt the need to mention it and say this was so good because of this. So to make damn sure you keep doing that. Now the other stuff that they might mention is, you know, let's say you're working with a client and they say, oh, I, I wish there'd been some more options for plant-based meals because the meal plans that you shared or the ideas and recipes and stuff are very much based on meat eaters. Now, you're, you, this is an opportunity for you. If you can say, you can turn around and go, well, we don't specialize in plant-based nutrition, so, you know, that's not us. And you could signpost them to someone that does, if you wanted. Um, I'm a little bit biased because I'm plant-based, so I, I would be like, well, you know, there's an opportunity here to develop that side of the business and actually meet those needs, and then anyone else coming on, that it's something you can showcase. And it's something you can put on your socials and say, we now have plant-based nutrition plans so suddenly someone's been watching you goes oh i'm plant-based you know so the service side is great and and it's it's just the most rewarding bit of the, of the three isn't it sales yeah i know that's going to make you loads of money great but getting those five-star reviews and then reading the detail where someone's actually written some detail and said why and you read it and you go yeah, we did do that, didn't we? <laughs> That's, that that is really nice, and uh, and send them WhatsApp messages and things like that. That's that's that that is one of the best parts of running your own business. If you work for a company, and the team manager says, you know, guys, we're uh, we're doing really well. You know, we we've customer satisfaction is up by twenty percent. You know, we're getting way more reviews. You're going to be like, feel proud because you're part of that team. But when the buck stops at you and it's your business, feels awesome. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Now, if this sort of thing really interests you, business side of stuff, um, if you're already qualified, jump on our Bulletproof Business course. So just go on our website, www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk. Look for Bulletproof Business and you can enroll on the website. You can pay in three payments or you can pay all in one. That's probably your best option. Now, if you're not qualified, then you need to get qualified first. So if you're thinking, yeah, I'd love to run my own fitness business, but I'm not qualified, focus on getting your qualification first, then 
do your bulletproof business. And if you know you definitely want to build your own fitness business, just package it. So do choose our advanced package because you'll save you get you'll save six hundred quid uh, by doing that. So that's a massive savings, isn't it? And something else is like people often think, oh, you know, paying for my PT qualifications, got to find the money for it. What you need to remember is when you sell a block of personal training to somebody, it's not going to be far off what you pay for your qualifications. So like say, you know, a lot lot of people sell, if they do face-to-face PT, they'll sell a block of 12 sessions for 600 quid potentially. That's, you know, that's, that's not far off your level two. So one customer, one block of PT sessions is your entire level two qualification. So think about that. You're investing in yourself to be able to make that money back tenfold, twentyfold, hundredfold, millionfold <laughs> down the line. All right, I've gone on enough, gone on enough of there. I think I, I could talk about the business side all day because it has been. Well, it's allowed me to to do what I love. You know, if I hadn't learned that stuff, I probably would have just fizzled out, and I'd have to just go and get a proper job, which would be really depressing. <laughs> all right, enjoy the rest of your day. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, something you can do for me is subscribe to my show. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content, then please share it with them too. You can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. But if you're ready to take that next step, visit our website www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk Fill out a contact form that will come straight to me. I will contact you shortly afterwards and I look forward to speaking to you then.